Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Guys with Bibles, I'm Scott. I'm Sean. And I'm Lee. And we're going to be going over Ephesians today. Uh, chapter 2, verses 16 through 22, if God allows us to get through there. But um, wow, the Lord that's, willing. Uh, that's audacious. So, that is not going to happen. happen at all. So <laughs> we might get through one or two verses and just be, be good with that. So, Sean, did you turn your stove off? Um, kinda. It's it's trying. <laughs> what do you? Mean? I I was not home and I forgot to what turn do you it mean? off. What you mean? You forgot <laughs> to turn your stove off. The stuff that we recorded pe- uh, had had Sean's stove running, and it just is my- filling it with white noise that's drowning out both his and uh, and my voices. What? I record I record in the room where my pellet stove is at, and it's right mm-hmm. at my back, and the blowers are running. And you can hear this, like the whole time, and I, I feel really bad about it, but of at the same the time, I'm not freezing to death. It has to be the room that has the stove in it. Right. Way to go. It's all right. I'm, I'm packing Whatever. a tobacco pipe right now, so you probably hear a bunch of tobacco wrapper behind. Yeah, I'm hearing yeah. something. Tobacco. The backy. Dude, it's this uh, W.O. Larson's old-fashioned tobacco. I mean, it's it's so, so amazing. We should do a episode, like an, a bonus episode on just pipe tobacco. <laughs> and pipes. Why? Only two of us smoke on pipes. <laughs> yeah, Lee's going to have to sit it out. Yeah, the same number of us who use pencils, too, so... Yeah, we've we've had a lot of pencil time on this podcast, so maybe maybe that is a good one. Yeah, reprobates, man. So, so, so the Bible is everyone's week then so far. Well, Scott, I'm unemployed. Um, <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Scott are laid off right now, but it's okay. They're starting to call people back, so it won't be long. Hopefully. Hopefully we're like um, right next on the list, you know. Or yeah, but, yeah. Hopefully we we go back. We get called back next week. Hopefully. I'm either looking at next week or um, probably at least the week after that. So I'm hoping it's either next week or the week after that, and then just go with it. But yeah, good thing we filed unemployment but, for a week. You know. 
Let's yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I would have been kind of salty if um, you would have got called back this week, and I went through all that hassle with the unemployment agency. I'd have been right. Like, Come on, Lee. How's your week, man? I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to fill you with envy. But I'm overemployed. <laughs> oh, hey, Ew. trust me, I'm enjoying my time off. Yeah, I am not. I I don't want to be unemployed, so I'm not going to say I'm filled with envy. But you know, I've been working a lot. I'm tired. Oh, good for you. Good for you. I've been doing a whole lot of nothing. Building Gundams. Smoking, I was going to say smoking your pipe. Yeah. And smoking pipe and building Gundams and playing with the sick one. Well, the I should she's not sick, but she's healing. The the post surgical yeah, one. Surgical one. So hopefully, I've been reading and writing. I just got that book, um, "Suffering" by Paul Tripp. Hopefully, I yeah. can dive into that tomorrow oh it's so good it's a good book that's what the review said that's what you said the other day i think when you were over here um definitely yep. gonna be a book that we dive into i think i think that'd be a pretty good book to kind of go over with the listeners and stuff like that so we can see where it goes yeah know. it's it's a. Uh, it's a really it's like it's just, it's really, like, real and in your face, and uh, right. I like it. It's kind of like Psalm 88. Yep. It's as in your face as Paul Tripp's own mustache is in his face. Dude, Paul Tripp's mustache is unreal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It, I think it, I think it has its own, Zip like, code? its own name and address. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I think it's been appointed as, as Paul Tripp's own personal means of grace. Has it really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that happened. Hmm. It's like a bottle brush on his face. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I wish I could just drag his face across the floor and sweep the floor with it. And I just... I bet you I could, right. In a nice way. I bet way. you I could really scoop some piles. Yes, in a nice way. It, that sounded worse. Yeah, not as that a matter of words. <laughs> We love poultry. Yeah, popular Christian author and therapist. I want to rub your face all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like it would be... It sounds painful and well, unpleasant. I mean, it just looks like a mustache that you could really make a broom out of. You don't want to like, cause him mustache you a suffering. Question. Right, he's already endured enough. See what, it, see what I did there? See what I, I did there? I brought it back. Good. I'm impressed. I love... I love mustaches. They're, it's a great, great thing to have one. Sometimes it's, I don't really care for them because sometimes I feel like I'm eating it in the mornings. Ugh. Oh, dude. It drives me nuts. When I when I don't have wax in mine and I, I get out of the shower and I'll comb it straight down just to see how long it is, it completely covers my mouth. Drives me nuts. Like it goes down to my chin almost. Dude, so what do you guys think about being on the Bar Network now? I think that's pretty exciting. If our listeners did not know, every we are now a part of the Bar Network. Um, we have been posting it on the end of the podcast. So uh, 
They better you know. better know. Better get on that. Get listening. Get listening. People. Go over to the, the bar. Frankly, yeah, to the bar. Frankly, I mean, I feel like sometimes we're like a like a train wreck sometimes, and I'm just I'm still surprised that he wanted us to be part of the bar network. We're wrecking this train right now. But I'm I'm honored and I'm very proud to be part of it, and uh, hopefully we help them along yeah, the best we can. Cool, cool so. opportunity. In my opinion, we want to give and not just take. Right. Not like we're uh, <laughs> not like we're taking much anyways, except our pockets. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure my wallet has taken a nice big hit from this. But to God be the glory. You got that right. He's making me broke. Right. <laughs> Read Job. Hey, did you? Uh, yeah, at least your kids didn't get burned. Here, here's the funny thing. Did you did you see the CSB today? Um, it was Alex Rodriguez, um, one of the pastors I know. Yeah, and that's CSB. the exact same one that yeah. I have rebound. Garbage, garbage CSB. Here we go. Here we go. Jonah, the book of Jonah, has Obadiah as the title. I'm like, wow. Someone dropped the ball there. Way to go. You should just stick okay, with it. Okay, well, keep it. Was it uh, no, 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 Was no. it a bad printing job, or did they just do the signatures wrong? No, it was a bad printing job. It was. It, a, was, it was a misprint. It was a. Oh. It was a bad printing job. No, hey, you're letting let me talk. Who's so, on? it is the exact. It's it's like one that you would buy at like Lifeway for like fifteen dollars. It's not a for, premium for Bible. Kindling. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the paper you can roll cigarettes hey, with it. The Catholics are adopting the CSB, so uh, <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even have the apocrypha in it. They don't. Why read would they it adopt anyways? It? So what? What's <laughs> all they do? They just they read Nobody. it wrong. That mistake kind of reminds me of the one that like Forbidden Bible or whatever, where there was a misprint in the Ten Commandments, and it says, thou shalt commit adultery, instead of thou shalt not. <laughs> no way. What was that? Yeah. I forget. I think it's called, like, the... Uh, the... Um, oh, man. It's going to bother me now. The uh, It's like the... For, not the Forbidden Bible, but... Essentially, it, it was one typo, and they discovered it after it was printed, and they basically had to scrap them all. They're insanely collectible. Um... But the the one print printer uh, misprint is that they left out the not and thou shalt not. That's that's hilarious. The wicked, the Bible. wicked Bible. That's what it is. is. It? The wicked <laughs> Bible. So I love that, and I love uh, when people initially made the translation error where um, where Moses' uh, face was glowing. Uh-huh. You know. Okay, and so they initially I forget. If it was in the Septuagint or something, I, I can't remember what version it was, but they translated it wrong, and instead of it saying that his face was glowing, it said that he grew horns. Oh lord! And so if you if you yeah. look if you look at some old depictions of Moses, uh, it'll show him with horns coming out of his head. Goodness gracious! Like he's the devil or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. awesome. Here we go. So, all right, let's go ahead and dive straight into Ephesians. Um, Let's get started. We can cut out all that banter and rambling if need be. Oh, it's staying. Oh, great. 
No. It's staying. Okay. So we're going to start down in verse 13 and read through. Um, here begins the reading. But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity which is in the law of the commandments contained in ordinances so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, this establishing peace and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by it having put to death the enmity. enmity. <laughs> My tongue was like... Enmity. Enmity. Whatever. My tongue was like sitting there not wanting to do what it needs to do. <laughs> so, this ends the reading. Oh, yeah. thanks be to God. So, Amen. So, you guys recently went through verses 12 through 15. So we we came from where Paul's speaking about circumcision in, in, in verse 11, um, about the circumcised and the uncircumcised and how circumcision is not what the Jews are to think it is. Now it's the circumcision of the heart instead of the flesh. Um and then they remember to separate Christ. Remember that you were at one time separated, separated from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and the strangers of the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. So they were, they were enemies of God, set apart. This, this is total depravity is what we're speaking of. Um, and we're just going to kind of give a run through till verse 15. Um, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. This is speaking of the crucifixion um, through Christ's works. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into the one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall, made both groups. So now it is we are adopted, justified through Christ, abolished. And this is about the Jews and the Gentiles as well. Um by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law and the commands contained in the ordinances, so that he himself make the two into one man, thus establishing peace, and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by having death the enmity. So this is Christ crucifying, being crucified. His death was sufficient and a sacrifice that now takes the sinful man and removes the sinful man, the sinful nature of man, not not entirely, but it now the Holy Spirit is indwelt within the man, made one with the flesh. So it's going to be a constant battle between the, the spirit and the flesh until death. Um, but it has now been made into one body through the cross and now presented to God as sufficient. You know, I want to say sufficient. What do you guys think? <laughs> I agree. Um, that's a good recap of what we said in the in the prior episode, for sure. So you got us up through 15 yeah. then, so do we want to move yeah, on we'll, into 16? and Yeah, keep we can it, go into 16 and theme. keep going. So 
and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by having put to death the enmity. What is the word enmity? Uh, opposition. Um, yeah. Discrepancies between two groups that have caused them to be uh, enemies. Right. Hatred. Yeah. Yeah, I think of like a, like a warring going on, like a, a battle, right. a fight between two opposing forces. And and this is basically uh, between God and man, right? This is what yeah. Paul's speaking of. Christ basically destroyed the barrier wall. He has now reconnected man with God through the death and crucifixion on the cross. Yeah, and I I, uh, I remember, Lee, I think we talked about this uh, the last episode, that that dividing wall that you mentioned, Scott, I always think of the, the curtain How in the, the temple. How the veil was torn. And when Christ, yeah, when Christ died, I the veil that. was torn, and that barrier, that barrier between God and man was was opened up so now you know in well when we are in christ we can approach the throne of grace boldly now as hebrews said and not only that there was a literal wall between the outer courts of the tabernacle and then later the temple and the inner court uh and gentiles could only worship in the outer court if they were god fearers there was actually a message on that dividing wall basically warning gentiles uh, don't step past this wall or uh, do so at your own risk because you may be struck dead. Uh, and that same dividing yeah. wall, which that's a hostile statement, I would say, um, that is taken away just as much as the veil is. So not only do not only do we have direct access to the throne of grace with the veil to the Holy of Holies being torn, but now the the ethnic component that kept people away from even the inner court of worship and kept them permanently as outsiders just based on their ethnicity, that too is gone. Right. And that all done right. by Christ. And now we no longer have to go to a temple in order to worship God, right? We no longer have right. to right. make sacrifices to God. Christ was our sacrifice. Christ was the sufficient sacrifice. He was the full atonement for our sins. Um, so now we are able to, so the divide, breaking down the wall, as you guys have said, now we can worship anywhere. We can worship God in our homes. We can worship God at our church. We can worship God in, in a hospital, in our cars. We can, we can worship God anywhere now because Christ has made it open now he has destroyed the wall the barrier that we would have to cross or stay outside of in order to worship god now and that's that's a lot like what jesus said in john 4 to the samarian woman the samaritan woman um where he she's talking about worshiping on their mountain and he says in uh, 422 uh, I'm sorry, 421, uh, woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in, in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. And then he'll say that, that uh, true worshipers worship in spirit and in truth. doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not about the physical place anymore. Just like uh, circumcision isn't about the physical act that was given. Right. It's a matter of the heart. Exactly. It's, it's what God has Same done principle. in the sinner's heart heart instead of what is visible to man now it has to now it is visible right. to god yeah and i think i think a lot of people now 
they don't realize when when we speak of the temple, it is the temple. There was only one. Um, it wasn't. It's not like now where you have you know many churches and you can go worship at whatever you know church you want. It's there was one temple in Jerusalem, and that was where people had to go to worship on certain days of the year. That was where God dwelt in that temple, and there was only the one. And I, a lot of people I've talked to that they don't really think about that, that there was just the one temple that, and it was a lot of work to some, for some people to get to that temple to worship God and to sacrifice to God. And exactly, and a lot of people would spend their entire earnings of that day just to go and worship and sacrifice to God. And many would spend yeah. um, days traveling just to worship and sacrifice to God. This was this was not just uh, look up on your phone and get on Bible U or your U Bible, whatever that is, Olive Tree or whatever you use. Um, you couldn't just hop on there anywhere and go to the Word. You had to go and hear the Word preached, and it was you. At least three times yeah, a year yeah. for the festivals. It wasn't just once a yeah. year. It was three times a year you had to make that trek. Yep. It's not like they could hop on like 75 north and head up to Jerusalem. You know, it was, yeah. they walked. But then people say that it's too much to drive half an hour to go to, to, go to church on a Sunday. Right. Please. Yep. Sad. I drive a half I know hour. Who drive That's over right. an hour? And I'm happy to do I'm so. Just like, wow, I applaud you. That's right. That's right. So, uh, it's important. Right. And here in verse 17, so we're we're jumping into 17, and it says, "And he came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near, for through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father." So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fit, fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. I really like that uh, Paul uses that um, that quotation from Isaiah there, the talking about peace to you who are far away and peace to those who oh, are near. Yeah. Well, even the, the cornerstone later, but um, but you know that's this is locking in with his theme that he had before of separation, circumcised and uncircumcised, um, Jew and Gentile, um, people at peace, people at war, and and now he's tying it in with the prophets that the the goal has always been to preach peace to those who are far away and peace to those who are near. Uh, it's not a matter of distance anymore. Right. In fact, God is bringing all these people even closer in the in the real um, in the reality of Christ in what He's done in fulfilling all of what had been laid out before as a shadow and uh, and a form uh, to be ultimately fulfilled in Christ and done away with. And the, the prophets were just as on that as Paul. It was no new idea by any means. In fact, he's just pointing to the fact that in Christ, the whole goal of all of God's revelation up to that point has been fulfilled. Right. 
and those who are far away are as as deep into the covenant as those who were near previously. They've been grafted in, to use uh, Roman's language. New shoots yeah. grafted into the olive tree. Boom, boom. Yeah, I love the uh, the language he uses here. Is it's it's just amazing to me how if if this wasn't the case, like I would probably be still still worshiping trees like my ancestors did. You know what I mean? And it's just amazing how God, in His providence, has worked this out to not only call Israel, but to call people from all nations all over the world and to bring them together into the into the into the body of Christ. Hey, mate. I love verse twenty-two. I love verse twenty-two, where you get this image of this this temple being built, and the, the building blocks are God's people, and within that temple is the Holy Spirit, and in and in a way. We're all temples of the Holy Spirit, not to take that verse out of context, as some people do. People love to do that. You can still get ta- you can still get tattoos, people. <laughs> but but you're you're right though. It, it, you're right. Yeah it it's a it's a really cool way to understand how we as God's people fit together. Even though we're, you know, all over the world, there's Christians all over the world, mm-hmm. and we we fit together. I think we st- touched on this last time too, mm-hmm. Lee. And uh, it, it's just amazing. It's. I'm I'm glad you said that because I was gonna circle back to that too. Um, in verse 19, where Paul's talking about again, we're we're comparing two different types. There's strangers and aliens, and then there's fellow citizens. And now people who formerly were strangers and aliens are now made citizens with the saints and are part of God's household now. And, of course, citizenship would have right. been huge to the Ephesians or anybody else under Roman rule because, you know, if you were born in Rome, you it came with Roman citizenship, and there were certain rights and privileges that you got because you were a Roman citizen. We see that worked out in Paul's favor in Acts uh, especially when it came to the one beating he was receiving, and it was able to be stopped because it was proven he was a Roman citizen. He was born under Roman rule. But there are citizens who are who had a purchased citizenship. So they were people that had emigrated into the Roman Empire and had settled and, and bought their citizenship with money, um, sort of like being naturalized, I guess, if, if there was an equivalent today. But um, these people, if you think about it, these are strangers and aliens who've been brought not only into a country, uh, we've been brought into a kingship, sure, but we're in God's household, his own household, as his children, and our citizenship in his kingdom is also a purchased citizenship. It just wasn't purchased out of our pocket, it was purchased out of Christ's pocket, namely by his blood. So we're naturalized not only as citizens of God's kingdom, but even as his own children because of the blood of Christ. And you're, that's so huge of a concept, and you don't hear that from any other religion, ever. No. Totally unique to Christianity, because it's the one true religion. Boom. I would and I would drop my mic, but it cost me money, and I'm not going to break it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're the only one employed right now. 
<laughs> That's true. No, nobody wants to do a mic drop on here. Nope. Um, and I love verse 20 because it kind of... Uh, it discredits Andy Stanley's uh, little idea that we don't need the Old Testament anymore oh, because yes. our our faith is built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Yep. Yep. So we have the teachings of the apostles, which uh, get basically you can boil down into the apostles' creed, and through the epistles of the New Testament, you can see the apostles' teachings, and the prophets. So you have the Old Testament yep. and uh, the fulfillments, or the uh, the prophecies of Christ and how they are fulfilled. We can see how they're fulfilled in Christ. And the teachings of both the apostles and the prophets, the Old and the New Testaments, as we call them now, have Christ as the center, the cornerstone. That is, that is the entire Bible... Genesis one one to the very end is all Christ. It's all centered on Christ. That's the that is the point of the Bible. The Bible is not about us. The Bible is about Christ and what He's done for us. You know, it's interesting when he says the apostles and prophets. That's kind of a nice uh, equivalent to the, uh, the the Jewish name for the Bible, which is the Tanakh, which is uh, three words put together meaning the Torah the prophets and the yeah. writings and what they'll, and the they'll often call so you'll see in the gospels where jesus will say the law and the prophets uh meaning the entire old testament uh and here you can see paul kind of spins it a little bit these are we're built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets saying that the canon at yep. that point wasn't closed like uh, the jewish uh leadership said that it was they wouldn't accept right. the, the it wasn't of jesus. it wasn't complete yet of course, it is complete yeah. now because yes. the the apostles are done writing, and uh, yeah. you know, sorry, Bill Johnson, but you're not one of them. Yeah, I said it. And there are no more apostles. <laughs> there were only. I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, there's a limit on that. Scott, are you still alive? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. I was getting worried about you. See, so, yeah, I just wanted to lob that bomb at Bethel. Take it away. Yep. I think we already touched on 21 and 22 a little bit. At least I did. Scott, did you have anything to add for 21 and 22? Not really. God allowed us to make it to verse 22. Guys, we finished chapter 2. Wow. Look at that. God was gracious to us. Scott Scott had faith that we could do it. I didn't have that much faith. When I get on here, I make you guys do work. Know. <laughs> yeah, he, Scott. Scott pushes us along; otherwise, we dwell on a verse for like an hour. Yeah, because I mean, we even spent ten minutes chewing the fat about totally unrelated things, and we still made it through the rest of chapter two. I see. Right now, we're at half You're an welcome. hour. It's You're not welcome. bad. No, I'm That's kidding. great. Hey, what Bibles are you guys using tonight? By the way, tonight I'm using the NASB SCR by Allen. Um, it's a black goat skin, red under gold gilt, blue ribbons, amazing yap, Highland. It's beautiful. She's my baby. Highland's wonderful. Definitely my baby. Sean, are you using your um, L put? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm using my rebound CSB. I almost grabbed my Allen uh, NASB reader. You know what's funny? I've actually started seeing those those uh, For the King Bible rebinds by CSB coming up for sale more and more on the being resold, you know. Bible yeah. flippers. It's 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 actually a it's a really nice Bible. Um, it's like a really good like daily daily beater Bible. Like it's nice, but it's not so nice that you're. I'm scared to like gouge the cover and stuff. It just kind of adds character to it. the The leather's really thick and nice, but it's still somewhat pliable. It's 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 nice. And it lays really flat now. I got it broke in really good. It lays right. super flat. That's good. So, uh, but, um, yeah, I almost got the Alan Nasby reader out, but I didn't. Um, I get it out every now and then. That's a beautiful you... Bible. But I'm really, ex- I'm really excited about Skyler's, yeah, the CSB uh, out. They're, they're the CSBs. Oh, man. Yep. It has the, the, bra- the brown one Marble. with the, like, burnt orange. Yeah, like the the marble brown with the burnt orange art gilt looks great. Burnt I'm totally orange gonna get art one gilt. If I ever get a job back again, up. I didn't even look at it. Yeah, up. it's like it's like a really dark oh, orange. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's Lee, really what cool are you looking out of? I'm using my Nasby Skylar Quintel with the red brick goat skin. Uh, blue under silver art gilt with a silver gilt line. I think those look so beautiful. Mm. Oh my goodness. I actually, I just tweeted it because <laughs> I was so happy. To, <laughs> <laughs> I had it open on my book stand here and I'm like, I gotta I gotta send a picture of this thing with my mic and tell people we're recording because this thing has to be documented. Yeah, I like that one. I, it's like a supermodel of I Bibles. I like the, the, the charcoal slate with the red and oh, gold me under too. That, that thing is so yeah. beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. a gorgeous Bible. Um, yeah, I really like that red with the blue to silver. I mean, I think that just like pops. You look at it. it it's so sharp. Yeah, I mean, it's just unreal how much it just bounces right off the pages. Like, just stands out. It's so sharp, I cut my finger on it every time I turn a page. Yeah, I, I, I will say that um, Skyler is a very gr- good binder. They have great color schemes, you know, and um, I think they do mm-hmm. push the envelope on that. Um, it's just, man. It, it's it's my favorite double column yeah, book block, I got to say. It's just I, I have trouble reading my Skylar because of the do- double column, only because I feel like when I'm reading, I'm continuing a word on the next per- next line, and it's it right. drives me nuts. And an Allen, when they're double-versed, they're, it's a smaller font, and it's it's spaced out a lot better. I think. I got a three year old yeah. back here playing with Barbie. Did so you see where? Uh, hear that. Well, you know what i I think I I don't know if it was a rumor or not, but I think I saw it on Facebook where somebody said that Skyler was going to start doing oh a goodness. full yap on. Yep, it's true. It's on confirmed. certain if Bibles, yeah. On certain uh-huh. translations right now. That will make Skyler I think it take off. I think they're going to start with the Canterbury, which is a King James. they always do. It's one the of the Canterbury largest Canterbury gets sales. all the good it, stuff. It really does. And then it filters yeah. down to the rest. But once they start doing that, I, I'd assume it's going to start hitting all of them. Which, 
I always said if Skyler had a yap, they if might they be had a out. yap, they would be the single best Bible out there. Yep. But uh, I do love my ESV uh, Quintel Credo. It's a great Bible. Which uh, I loved it. Lisa graciously sold it to me <laughs> for like half price. Yep. So yep. and I barely touched it. It was yeah, nearly it's... mint condition. Although I don't think it was wrapped when I gave it to you. Like the the paper wasn't on the Bible itself. No, but it was it's brand new. I mean, it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful, okay? It's a beautiful Bible. (laughs) The best, it's a perfect Bible. Not saying it's the King James 1611, but, you know, you you work with what you got. Thank you, Donald Trump. (laughs) Hey, you you know, I was uh, reading through the Psalter on my Book of Common Prayer, which is the 1662 edition. Boom. And... I came across the word unicorns and I laughed. <laughs> I can't remember I what psalm it was sucker. in, but I came that across the unicorns. Would have seen Sixty miles an hour. <laughs> that thing would have. I just more instantly air thought of Tony Scott. Hawk's skateboard at the X Games. I love unicorns. <laughs> you would. <laughs> like, yep. See ya. Unicorns and centaurs. You know it's funny. The NET oh. Bible talks about that in, yeah. in um, when they get to that with the unicorn translation um, for the King James and they completely wreck them for using that translation <laughs> and I don't mean just wreck Did, I'm going to have to look they it up in my NET destroy whoever translated it unicorn for, I mean it's just amazing but yeah it's very it's very great to look at people's outputs and inputs on translations but um oh yeah the the net is really there, cool there's nothing i want to crack on we we just comment everyone hears us comment on translations we do not hate translations we we love the translations but we have our preferences and we have our our um yeah ones that we like to avoid due to error in the translating um, like the King James, it's it's a great memorization Bible. You can memorize verses because it's like poetry. Yeah, it really um, is. But you get verses that are added in that are not in the original um, transcripts. So you have added in verses, and plus the translation at the time was not the best. So today you have a better translation in an NLT or an NIV or an ESV, CSB, NASB, you have a better translation today than you do in a King James back back then. So yeah, we have a more accurate translation now than they did then. So um, it's not that the King James is the holy chosen Bible. Uh, no, that's not it. Jesus didn't carry a King James. Neither did Paul. <laughs> he carried a Nasby. Carried a Nasby. Non-Arminian. <laughs> Just like Johnny Mac on Facebook says, Nas- N-A-S-B-O. That's right, NASB only. He said it with lots See, of See, i got to come up with a catchy little phrase for that that uses CSB. Christian Standard Version. Well, it's the Christian Standard Bible, but I need something catchy like the non-Arminian yeah. Standard Bible. 
Unfortunately, you can't catchy. do that. Unfortunately, it's already been taken. Yeah, the Compromiser Standard yeah, Bible. Compromiser. Oof, oof, oof. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> if you guys would sit down and read it, it's a lot more literal than what I, you, you think I will, it is. I will say, I was very thankful that, that you got me, Sean, the uh, CSB Study Bible. Um, it's a really good study I've Bible. I really, really enjoy using that. And it, it's made the translation grow on yes. me. Now I basically just make fun of it just to make exactly. fun and just be I just funny. like to Yeah, you yes. just like to get me angry, which You're is the very best when you're do. triggered. It's, it's so great. <laughs> we already know all your little buttons and we just like to poke and prod, you know. It's just, it's, I know. It's great. It's great. It's great. Oh. You don't have to poke the buttons very guys much with either. Buttons. Guys with out. buttons. Welcome to guys with buttons. <laughs> so um Look forward to our segment episodes. Um, let us know what you want to hear and what we, what you guys want to talk about. Um, let us know. And Sean, Lee, where can they find us? You guys can split this one up. Ooh, I'm going to go first. So you can go to our website, guyswithbibles.com, and you can listen to our podcast on there and read our blogs. Um, you can also go to iTunes or Google Play or wherever and find us, uh, subscribe to us, and leave us a five-star review if you could, please. Lee? Yeah? Yes? Where can they find so us on social media? Oh! They can find us on Facebook. Just search on Facebook for Guys With Bibles and request to join. Uh, and then you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle, at guyswithbibles. Uh, you can also email us at guyswbibles at gmail.com. And while you're searching through your podcatcher, you really should check out the rest of the Bar Network podcasts, like, of course, the flagship Bar Podcast, Just Thinking, Truth and Fire, Pastor Discussion, Mario Esco Live, and also the newly added, uh, so we're no longer the new kids on the block, SolaCast. They've, yeah. They've got a great show. Um, I'm really glad that they're on the network. Very uh, strong um, brothers uh, with good good theology, good opinions, and they're really good at communicating them. So glad to, glad to share uh the, the the network with uh, some really really talented brothers and sisters who are all dedicated to uh, proclaiming the gospel over the interwebs. Yep, definitely. Hey guys, let us know what books you're reading. Let us know um, if you need any prayer. Take pictures. Tweet us pictures. Tweet us pictures. Show us some uh, of your favorite books that you read that have influenced your life, and let us know. Tag us in it. All right, we're guys with Bibles. And we'll see you later. No, you won't. It's a podcast. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you?